Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Howdy, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week, Ozark Highlands Radio explores hard times in 2020. For this special episode, we've reached out to various Ozark Highlands Radio featured artists to discuss the COVID-19 pandemic. Hear notable musicians open up about how they themselves, their careers, and their art have been affected by these trying events. We'll also hear music from these hard-driving gig workers recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park. The pandemic of 2020 has been a major disruption to almost every facet of human life. Because of the associated lockdowns and social distancing requirements in combination with the nature of their work, one certain group of gig workers, touring musicians, have been completely shut down. Not only are they dealing with an immediate and unexpected lack of income, but also a very uncertain future. As we'll hear from phone interviews conducted by our executive producer, Darren Dorton, they're quite aware that they may be some of the last people allowed to get back to work. Our first guest today is a talented young lady from Canada's Ottawa Valley, fiddler and step dancer, April Virch.
on the line with us is April Virch. Uh, April, hello. Nice to talk to you again. Hey, it's good to talk to you too, Darren. I've been looking forward to this. Well, good. Uh, as you know, uh, we're chatting with some musicians, um, getting some insight and perspective on what folks have been going through uh, in recent months, some of the challenges and maybe some of the surprises and things that have that have come out of the situation that we're all in here. Uh, if you can sort of go back a few months and sort of tell me sort of how this cascade of sort of canceled gigs and watching uh, what you do uh, kind of evaporate in, into nothing. That seems a little... Um, a little harsh, but uh, is that how, how it was for you, and how, how did it all sort of transpire? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, we had a really busy year lined up, and so in February, you know, I'd already been on tour nonstop, and I was starting to have that overwhelmed feeling of, like, how am I going to keep up with my schedule in the next few months? It was super solid. And uh, I took three days to go and visit my parents in Ontario. And that's something that I, I try to do more. It's like you get so busy and you feel like it's not worth a flight to go for three days. And I, I looked at my calendar and I was just like, I am so busy. I just have to go. Or I'm not going to get there. And it's while I was there that stuff sort of started to happen. Um, we were booked for a cruise of all things. <laughs> the Prairie Home Companion Music Cruise. And while I was there, the cruise canceled. And that was sort of the beginning. And so I returned home because I was supposed to, you know, go home to, to pack the day before the cruise. And then everything sort of followed from there. And at first, it was, it was just a major panic. And we looked at the calendar and went, okay, we're definitely going to be probably canceling through till May. And then it wasn't long till it was June and July and August and September. Today, I got my first cancellation for October. So it's just like the target keeps moving, <laughs> you know, and I think there's more acceptance for that now because, you know, we're scared of what it's going to be like to go back out and we don't want to go back out too soon and put anybody at risk. But at the same time, it's I couldn't have imagined in March that we'd be saying that October is canceled and the stuff that we moved to early 2021 might not happen. You know, it's just not possible to sort of look too far ahead. At the same time, I, I feel like we're just getting better at sort of realizing that we have to make what we have last. You know, we're, we're being really careful. We've talked about when we can't pay rent anymore. Which parents are we going to move in with? <laughs> you know, if, if we're still having, if you call me back at this time next year uh, and it's still, you know, we're not able to tour, I might be telling you I'm at my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Canadian fiddler April Virch. On either side of her interview with Darren Dorton, she played an old English ballad, Cruel Willie, and an old traditional Scottish tune, Angus Campbell. Next, we'll hear from our Missouri friends, Mark Ballou and Cindy Wolfe, who call their duo the Creek Rocks. Arkansas, you gave to me my sweetheart. And now I'll sing your praise the whole day long. Down among the pine trees, she is waiting. My Arkansas sweetheart So as we speak today and, you know, here we are, you know, two and a half months or whatever it's been going on three months on this. Um, have you gotten uh, a bit optimistic or are you still sort of pretty pessimistic? Where are you today? It's funny because Cindy and I are both, um, we're both okay with not interacting with people. And, <laughs> There's been, of course, we hate the circumstances, but there's there's been a silver lining of sorts that, uh, you know, I if I see a stretch of days on the calendar, this is in the before times, where I've got events every day, I get, you know, it kind of bothers me because it's like, yeah, but I don't have that time to to do the creative, have, to have the creative time that I would like, you know, to reflect and write and, and all this. And it, 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 it kind of uh, ruins my mood sometimes when I'm just like, when is the day going to come when I look on the calendar and there's nothing there? And those were the days that I really cherished. And I've got the whole day in front of me and I can do whatever I want. And so initially we had the same impulse that a lot of people had, which like, well, we'll set up a video thing and we'll play online and we were sincere about that, but for some reason, between the two of us, we couldn't muster the drive to do it. Um, and I feel kind of weird and bad about that because I know, like, uh, you know, musicians' <clears throat> purpose somewhat is to, you know, lift people up and give them art to take them away from their daily troubles and all that. So, I, But on the other hand... With each day, uh, I would wake up and I would say, okay, no, you don't have anything to do. There's nothing on the calendar for you to do. There's nothing. And that was a weird uh, experience. And, uh, yeah, after four or five days of it, I was like, oh, this is really the situation I'm in where 
there's nothing to do. And, and that was kind of great in a way um, because there's things that I've wanted to do that is not something I can borrow an hour here or a half hour there to accomplish, you know. And so all of a sudden I had the ability to do something that uh, requires, you know, five or six, seven days at a stretch where I can really focus and concentrate. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's been a common refrain in, in folks that we've spoke to here in the over the past week or so. Uh, that a lot of people have welcomed the downtime, albeit maybe not under the terms they were expecting. What, what's the mood with uh, you know some of the other folks you're, you're playing with? Are, are they sharing uh, your sense of optimism and, and using their time in productive ways as well? Um, I can't say that that's something I've picked up on. Um, I, I guess I haven't seen so much of that around here in terms of people taking a kind of a left turn and, and refocusing their energies uh, away from the bread and butter of playing music. Um, of course, you have to understand that I just haven't been talking to many people. <laughs> Time flows It don't dry up And it don't slow No matter how you roll That stream won't let you go
Well, it sounds like Mark and Cindy are getting along as well as any of us these days. In that short set, the Creek Rocks played My Arkansas Sweetheart and Welcome as the Flowers in May. When we come back in a minute, we'll hear more music and interviews with nationally touring musicians Aubrey Atwater and Brian Bowers. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Auto harpist and singer Brian Bowers has visited us many times here in Mountain View, Arkansas. Interviewing Darren Dorton caught up with him sequestered in his rural cabin near Bellingham, Washington. Hope you don't mind when an old man sings. Help me to keep my mind on things. So when I go where the animals thrive, sing this song on a treacherous drive. And here, there, here, there, 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 everywhere. And here, there, here, there, 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 everywhere. Watch for deer on your way home. Mr. Brian Bowers. And we're on the line with Brian Bowers uh, out in Washington State. And Brian, uh, you had mentioned to me that um, in the time you've had by yourself these days and not doing any gigs, you had an opportunity to sit down and, and write something that you wanted to share with us. So we'll get to that. But tell me a little bit about what the inspiration for that was. Well, it's this pandemic. You know, I'm, I'll be 80 in August, uh, Darren. And uh, I'm uh, in here in my little place in the woods, and uh, I'm sequestered. I'm not coming out until I got a vaccine because I feel like a piece of fudge for the virus. I'm about six of the seven markers, you know, age, heart, lungs, asthma, high blood pressure, diabetes. I mean, you know, come on. If I go out in the world, I'm asking to dance with the angel of death. So I ain't coming out until I got a vaccine. 
And um, meanwhile, then it becomes a matter of staying sane in solitude. Um, and I have found two things I would share with you that are very helpful in terms of maintaining my uh, emotional equanimity, shall we call it that. Um, the first is uh, I go out in the world and I do some physical work, something that will make me work for three or four hours, not eight or ten because then I'm crippled the next day, but three or four hours, enough to get tired and a little bit sore. So the, the, the first thing to say about the physical stuff is it keeps me sane. If I don't do physical and I have only head and heart stuff rolling around in my head, I get overamped in my head and heart and have no physicality and think something's wrong. Nothing's wrong. I'm just overamped in my head and my heart stuff and no physicality to balance me out. So when I do the physical, every time I do a good physical in the morning, believe you me, the rest of the day and the evening and the night before I go to bed are all fine. The second thing is the TV. TV in the evenings. I turn on the, the CNN. I watch the CNN for about 20 minutes. I've had enough. I'm depressed enough. And then I go <laughs> to the Turner Classic Movies. Or I go to a, a, an awards show. Or I go to the other night at midnight. I found myself in a big crying jag over watching the uh, Celtic Thunder Girls with the Scottish and Irish aces playing behind them. My point is that TV in the evening, if I watch two, three, four hours of uh, channel surfing, I see the whole panoply of humanity trot across the screen in front of me. And COVID-19 becomes what it really is, a small, small proportion of the total big picture. But anyway, that's the way I'm staying sane. Some physical work and some TV in the evening to keep me in touch that it's not all about death and not all about negative. But in the middle of all that, in the middle of trying to say sane, I did find that the muse came out of nowhere, as she always does, and took me by the lapels and shook me mightily for 10 days. I kept thinking I was done with this, and I wasn't, and the next thing I knew, I was finally done. So this is the, the piece I called to read to you uh, last week, and uh, I like to dedicate it to uh, the truth-telling of Dr. Fauci. Here it is. Yeah, COVID-19 stalks its prey like wild wolves of our modern day, cherry-picking off our elders like wolves eating calves and downers, while we, exhausted herd, look on. Yeah, COVID-19 stalks its prey. Invisible wolves, we, the prey. Go play kick the can with your kid. Binge watch cowboy shows with grandpa. Sleep beneath stars with your true love. Pick some wildflowers free at dawn and then gift them to your true love as late night campfire embers die. In the morning, take a brisk walk. Then cook like your mom used to cook. Do some actual work. Before noon, allow yourself a siesta before helping out with dinner. Then there's got to be song and dance till finally comes the hour for bed. And who knows, perhaps romance. Then pray up to the stars surrounding the full moon. Pray down into the dirt over your parents' grave. Pray hard that they know as death lurks 
that you're grateful. Pray God will teach us to laugh again in heaven. Yeah, we humanity now face an enemy way more deadly than the deadliest among us. Matter of fact, it's so invisibly deadly that every nation worldwide now stands at the brink of having to trust detested, sworn enemies, putting all our lives on the line, giving our all, in prayerful hopes that one tiny team triumph, among countless teeming triumphs that humans are, will figure out how to beat back COVID-19 so all humans can one day inhabit the stars. Yeah, humanity will prevail. We're just down on our knees for now in prayerful hopes that one tiny team triumph, among countless teeming triumphs that humans are, will figure out how to beat back COVID-19 so all humans can one day inhabit the stars. Pirates. Pirates dream nightly of gold, women, and plunder, while we have a world most view as torn asunder. From heaven now comes warning growl of distant thunder. On earth, it's six feet apart or six feet under. And pray that I won't feel the chill till I'm too old to die young. Let me watch my children grow to see what they become. Lord, don't let that cold rain blow till I'm too old to die young. And I have had some real good friends I thought would never die. But all I've got that's left of them are these teardrops in my eyes. Let me watch my children grow to see what they become. Lord, don't let that cold wind blow till I'm too old to die young. Lord, don't let that cold wind blow till I'm too old to That was the powerful voice of our old friend Brian Bowers singing Too Old to Die Young. Brian started that set with Dim Deer, with a little help from the folk trio Harmony, and after the interview, recited a poem inspired by these interesting times. Next, we'll hear from Aubrey Atwater, who appears on this show quite often as a guest host. She and her husband, Elwood Donnelly, have carried folk music all across America and Europe. Let's see how they're coping with staying at home.
On the line with Aubrey Atwater, and uh, how are you guys supplementing your income and gigs? What's going on with all that? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, when this first happened, it was very abrupt. It, it, I remember the day, March seventh, was the end of our public performing for a while, and um, it hit us like a ton of bricks. Instantly, about twenty gigs canceled that were happening in the next two weeks, and. It, it just felt like a collapse. And um, so for about five weeks, <laughs> Elwood and I were just stunned, and as were our other musician colleagues. Elwood, I've been full-time at this since 1993, so that's a long time. And I always thought um, being a gig worker had an interesting kind of job security because you have about 100 people you work for every year. <laughs> but as it turns out, not in a pandemic. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Everything. Um, we completely and utterly, I absolutely lost every bit of my job. And that, that, that alone was just stunning. And then our retirement money was going down the drain because the stock market was plummeting. And then I was looking around. We are the matriarch and patriarch of a four-generation family, and we have four generations just within five-mile radius. And at least three other households were just crashing and burning, and we knew we were going to have to help them. So we, we're paying a mortgage of one household and half the rent of another right now in, in, in addition to our own bills. So we lost our job. Our retirement funds felt like they were dwindling, so our savings. And then we were looking around thinking we're needing to help other family members. So needless to say, we were a tiny bit stressed for a while. The other, the other thing that started to kick in was our creativity. I mean, I've been crafting my own livelihood for 27 years full time. I have never gotten any kind of benefit, state or federal benefit of any sort. In fact, self-employed people are basically punished. You're, you're paying income tax and then you're also paying what your employer would have paid. So I was used to paying a lot of taxes and buying my own health insurance, buying my own life insurance, never having sick or 
vacation leave, all, all those benefits that you have when you have a quote-unquote normal job. I've never had any of those benefits. So after about five weeks, we applied in Rhode Island for the gig worker unemployment, and lo and behold, we got it. Hmm. And that, that, that was another stunner. I, I never expected to get help. That My first reaction when this was happening was that I would be completely on my own. Our society is not set up for self-employed people. You really, you really have to hustle and work a lot, and you hope for the best. Um, during this time that I always marvel at is how much I absolutely love my music. That never goes away. I've been playing music all the time for 41 years. And I can, I can be in my house and I walk by my instruments and I just have this feeling like, oh, there they are. I, I can't wait to play those instruments. And, and I just, I think that's a miracle that I love what I do so much all these years. And I also love playing in front of people. So um, this pandemic is really hurting my feelings. <laughs> <laughs>
Rhode Island folk musicians Elwood Donnelly and Aubrey Atwater. Before their interview with Darren Dorton, we heard them sing A Thousand Years Ago, and they finished with Aubrey singing The Blackest Crow. It's time for a short break. When we come back with the final segment of our Hard Time Show, we'll hear from a couple of champions, banjoist Joe Newberry and mountain dulcimer wizard Bing Futch. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. The COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted just about everybody in one way or another. It's been especially hard on touring musicians, who've not only lost their income, but also the satisfaction that comes from bringing the pleasure of music to appreciative audiences. Our next guest, banjoist Joe Newberry, has played all over the country with a lot of other fine musicians. Here's Joe. Thank you. 
All right, today is May 20th, 2020, and we're on the line with uh, Joe Newberry. And Joe, it's good to catch up with you. Uh, One of the first things I'm asking folks in this little series of interviews is tell me sort of um, your experience when you first started getting calls about gigs being canceled and what was your level of panic, if any, uh, once the cascade started uh, coming down. My last music gig, it wasn't a show, it was a, a music camp, ended on March 16th. And so I came back to North Carolina. I got my first glimpse of shortages. I went to the store when I got back. And my wife said, see if you can get some toilet paper and some paper towels and some hand sanitizer. And it was just like the movie um, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, where the wind whistles through the empty town. And so I, I walked into the food line, and it was like, Ooh. I mean, it's just there was, uh, it, and and I, it was a, it was sort of shocking because I had heard about hand sanitizer being in short supply, but when you see all those empty shelves. It really, that got my attention. And so when you asked about um, how, to, how, how to approach the, the coming pandemic back in March, that really got my attention. And I started worrying about my friends and my family. Uh, and that's, that's been a constant ever since. I, I worry about my friends who are not staying home. Uh, there are some folks who they can't. They it, it's it's like they cannot stay home, and uh, they're they're wearing masks. Some, some aren't. I'm trying to not be the social distancing police. <laughs> you know, I'm going to live behind my little mask, and so uh, I just I wish I wish good health for for everybody. I just I just want folks to stay safe and and stay well. I read something on Facebook. Uh, a woman was uh, commenting on someone else's post, and she said, you know, this is not what I am doing until I get my old life back. This is my life, and I'm going to play music, and I'm going to try and live a good life because this is the life I have right now. It it really struck me at the heart of, of how to approach the path that we're all on, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is actually, this is the big show. Uh, so we are facing a long winter that'll extend into next year. There's not much we can do about it except continue to, to play. You know, uh, Leonard Bernstein, uh, after uh, John Kennedy was assassinated, Leonard Bernstein said, now is the time that we need to make music more passionately than ever. And, and I, think that's, I think that's true. Up on the mountain, mother is singing, laughing and shouting, her sweet voice is ringing. Pay no mind to dark and stormy skies. Mother is singing, singing as we rise. Singing as we rise. Singing as we rise. Singing as we Father is working his obligations 
He's never shirking. Hey, no mind. Dark and stormy skies. Father is working, working as we rise. Working as we rise. Working as we rise. Headed to the pinnacle. Working as we It's powerful teaching, pay no mind to dark and stormy skies. Sister is preaching, preaching as we rise, preaching as we reaching as we rise, preaching as we reaching as we rise, headed to the pinnacle, preaching as we Celebrated North Carolina banjo knocker Joe Newberry. We heard Joe play Cherry River Line and a great song that Joe wrote, Singing As We Rise. Let's close out this hard time show with California musician Bing Futch, who's taken the mountain dulcimer to amazing new limits. Here's Bing Futch with Them Old Cotton Fields Back Home. Can't pick very much cotton in them old cotton fields of home. Well, it was down in Louisiana, about a mile from Texarkana, in them old cotton fields of home. When I moved down to Arkansas, people asked me what you come here for in them old cotton fields of home. When I moved down to Arkansas, people asked me what you come here for in them old. Cotton fields of home Oh, when those cotton balls get rotten You can't pick very much cotton in them old Cotton fields of home Well, it was down in Louisiana About a mile from Texarkana In them old cotton fields of home In them old cotton fields of home Yeah 
All right, today is May 21st, 2020. We're on the line with Bing Futch, and normally, Bing, uh, if we were having a conversation on the telephone, we would have just completed uh, the Mountain Dulcimer Jamboree here at the Ozark Folk Center State Park, and you would have finished another wonderful round of teaching and performances, but alas, that is not the case. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, tell me about some of the conversations, thoughts, things you're sharing with other musicians and artists that you know, either in the dulcimer world or elsewhere. Uh, what, what, are, what kind of sense are you getting from, uh, from your cohorts out there? Well, largely, man, people are, um, they're very concerned. They're very concerned, especially the full-time people who don't have a side job of some sort. Um, so they're going online and they're, and they're trying to find a way to, to, to bring that income in in a different way. Um, so I hear a lot of feedback from that. And then I hear a lot of people who are talking about, well, now that we're opening, yes, I want to go out and make the money, but, you know, how do we do this in this day and age? You know, is it going to be as good? Um, are, the, are the venues going to pay the same because they're not open 100%? A lot of the venues are saying we can't pay you as much. Do I want to make that effort? Do I want to take that risk? and put myself out there in a social situation for less money, but I really need the money. So it's really a struggle between do I sit on it and, and take the bullet or do I go out there and risk it, maybe even take a bigger bullet, but I need to get that cash flow going. That's the biggest conundrum, I think, that I've heard from a lot of people. And what I've tried to do is, you know, because I've been doing the online thing for a while, um, I've tried to reach out to people I know who are trying to find that outlet. And, and offer them help and say, listen, I can help you with your online stuff and your purchasing of gear to help you start doing this stuff and, and, and take your income a different direction because it might be a while before you actually go out and play somewhere live. So I've been doing my best to sort of make myself available and post things on Facebook saying, hey, if you guys are trying to put something together, you know, contact me. I'll be happy to share the information with you. Ultimately, I think that we're all going to find a way to adapt and when I say all, I guess I don't really mean everybody because certain people, you know, for example, let's say we are going to be online primarily presenting our music through downloads and streaming and whatnot. And that requires a certain amount of technology, and there are certain of us out there that have never been comfortable with the technology, probably never will, and that unfortunately is going to cut them out of the loop if that's the direction that we're heading. But when I say all, I mean anybody who is – Who's, who's got some sort of a presence online and knows that that's might what it take, that we're just going to have to kind of look at each other, take inspiration and, and encouragement from what each other's doing, get some new ideas, think outside the box. But ultimately, I think we're all going to be all right however long this thing takes because people love music. People need music. I think they're cutting things out of their budget but they're not cutting music out because I think that's one of those essentials. There's that word that we've been hearing a lot over the past couple of months. Music is an essential. And as long as you're out there and you're making music, I think there's a place for you in, in the future of this world where it's going. So just be aware, watch, learn, adapt, and hang in there because eventually it's all going to work out. Battle lines being drawn Nobody's right If everybody's wrong Young people speaking their minds Getting so much resistance 
from behind. We've got to stop. Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. listening to Mountain Dulcimer Wizard Bing Futch, closing out our special hard time show with the song For What It's Worth. Special thanks to our executive producer, Darren Dorton, for conducting the interviews, and to Jeff Glover for pulling this music out of the archives. This is your host, Dave Smith, urging all of you to stay safe and try to enjoy this extra time we've been given to enjoy home and family. Bye, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. 
For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.